When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Grandma, this dinner's delicious. Very good, young lady. We all believed you. Now, let's talk about your education. Where are you attending school? Chilton. Rory is in the top 10% of her class. We're very proud of our Rory. She's going to Harvard. Harvard? Yes, ma'am. Richard, how can you allow this girl to go to Harvard? And now, Triggs. You're a Yale man. Your father was a Yale man. Well, we want Rory to be whatever kind of man she wants to be. <laughs> That's enough jokes for this evening, Lorelai. Sorry. Hey, this is Emily. And I'm Jess. And this is Sandra, and welcome to today's town meeting. And now... It's time for Sandra's Sucky Summaries. A shorter summary for today's episode... Where we meet the great-grandmother, also known as Lorelai Third, or Trix. It's been 20 years since she's last been to Connecticut, and she's here to make Emily as miserable as possible. Money is offered, money is rescinded, Emily acts immature, Lorelai acts immature, and Trix brings Rabbit from England. Meanwhile, Chilton, Tristan and Rory talk. Rory may have accidentally broken girl code by telling him Paris likes him, but hey, it gets Paris a date. Unfortunately, although Tristan would totally go out with Paris again, he would prefer it would just be as friends. But hey, thanks for the suggestion, Rory. Yikes, goodbye Paris and Rory's budding friendship. The episode ends with Lorelai admitting to Rory that she lost her half a million dollars. But, you know, Rory admits to her mom that she lost her her black miniskirt, so, you know, everything's fair. And that was the third Lorelai. Let's discuss. The third Lorelai is mean. She's mean and she's alive. She is just mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She's alive. That might be I a mean, bigger was, point that she's alive. <laughs> she was dead, like, a handful of episodes back. <laughs> this episode, there's a lot of characters that are not painted in the best light. Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. all yeah. the women, except for Rory. But even yeah. Rory has her moment. Which we'll talk about, but I think Rory gets it worse than she deserves. Yeah, okay. In this episode? Yes. Yeah. Granted, it's been like two days since I've watched this episode, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head that makes me be like, oh, Rory, come on. But like every other woman in this episode, I can think of something. (laughs) And the men too. Richard is- Except uh... Suki. Oh, yes. Suki is great in this episode. (laughs) Um, But we start out at Friday night dinner and Rory, Emily and Lorelai cannot find anything to talk about, which I think is hilarious because Lorelai can talk about anything. Yeah, but I do really love Emily's comment about like, we are three educated, intelligent women. We should have something to talk about. I just like like that because sometimes you feel like Emily doesn't have the most confidence in Lorelai, but it's just like a nice overarching statement like 
we are great. Why are we not talking? <laughs> Even the Kennedys can have great dinner conversations. But then Richard comes in and we find out Lorelai the first is visiting and Richard's very excited. Yes, he is. I mean, I would be excited too if my mother had been gone and then just came back for a visit. <laughs> and I mean like gone from this world. So Yeah. <laughs> I love that Emily's just immediately panicking. Yes. When as soon as it's mentioned, she's when? When? And uh when? Someone pay attention please. to me, please. How long do I have before I have to truly <laughs> freak out? I really like that she, we see like that very flustered side of Emily. And we also get to see a different part of the Gilmore house than we have before. Yes. Like we get to go downstairs. Yeah. We get to see the basement. That is a bitchin' basement. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Like I know they're using it for storage, but that's like 10 foot ceilings in your basement. Who has that? And we also learn that they have at least three floors. Yeah. yeah. Like, up, you know, in the house. So, some notes about the basement. Um, Emily also has a quilt slash maybe a rug hanging on the foot of the stairs like Lorelai does in the Gilmore Girl house, which I thought was a really nice touch. Oh, yeah. Um, I also put storage area. There's also a wine cellar in the back against the wall. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, guys. It doesn't seem finished. Like, the room yeah. itself, which is weird. I feel like Emily, she's such a... Like, we've seen her house, right? To have an unfinished basement, it's a little weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it really is being used as a storage space. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just so much stuff down there. It's not yeah. somewhere that, like, but, like company would ever wine, go. To have, like, a deliberate wine cellar or wine storage, like, there's a lot that goes into that. You would think it would need to be, yeah. like, a fully enclosed area. So the fact that it's literally just like just a wall of shelves at the end of the basement is, yeah, like you said, Sandra, just kind of weird. Yeah. I remember thinking the same thing when I read it. But yeah, Emily is freaking out. Yeah. And Lorelai is loving it. <laughs> yep. I mean, Kelly's so great at this scene. I just thought she was so funny. <laughs> when she's trying to get, <clears throat> when they're trying to get whatever that thing is from a pie and Emily's just like jumping for it. Uh, <laughs> she's adorable in this entire episode. She was really good. Oh, wait, no, wait, I disagree with that. But Emily is adorable. Yeah. With the adorableness. Uh, she gets mean. She does get, she mean. does. Yeah. Like literally every single request, mom, do you need help? No, I don't need it. And then just a sad defeated. Yes. Can mm -hmm. you come help? Sigh, please. <laughs> But yeah, it's been 20 years since Lorelai the first last came, mm -hmm. which means Lorelai would have been 12 the last time. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's stated later in the episode that it was around the time she was 12. Yeah, her Or I was teens. just thinking it. Yeah, because apparently Trix moved to London when Richard's dad died. Mm -hmm. And then they visit her so, in England. So yeah. she hasn't needed yeah. to come. Which, it's interesting, and, and I think at the time when they talked about it, obviously they didn't have the whole storyline for Tricks built out yet, but they talk about going to England in the fall, or Europe in the fall, and the fact that they, I'm assuming they visit Tricks at that time was never mentioned nope. mm -hmm. in the conversation. But Richard really loves his mom. And, like, good? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not a bad thing. But there's, like, this strange Richard loves his mom more than Emily vibe 
in this episode that I fundamentally disagree with. There's definitely like I a, agree a with very that. strong like mama's boy thing going on, right? Like, and l- literally when we see eventually when Trix is actually dead, he it just falls apart. Like, so to be fair, when that happens to me, I will probably do something very similar in terms of falling apart. Oh yeah, for sure. But <laughs> in this episode, like he it. You said, Sandra, it just, it doesn't mesh. And he sees his mom at this point once a year, or every other year. I think they mentioned they only go to Europe every other year. So he mm-hmm. sees her every two years. And I'm assuming they talk more than that. But to have such a commitment to your mom over your wife just does not vibe for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're choosing occasional relationship. That yes, yeah, she's your mom. She deserves all due respect. But, like, your wife is right here. Literally every day. She can burn yeah. your food every day if she wants to. <laughs> like, which one are you really, should you really be choosing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just think that, like, he must notice Emily's being treated this way. I mean, I think he kind of has a blind but spot there. stupid. But, yeah, I guess. Because, I can't I mean, decide. During during the the dinners that we see with Trix, like she is just outright nasty to, yeah. to Emily, and Richard just kind of stands there blithely, like smiling, and is just glad that the family is together. Richard is just blind this episode. I, I can't decide if he's blind to blind to it and just doesn't notice it, or if he just truly like this is the way it is and does not care that his mother is treating his wife like that. Yeah, but I think it's also like. You know when you grow up with something and you become so used to it? Like, I get the feeling she's always been sassy and she's always been, like, a tough woman. Mm-hmm. So he's just used to it. That's that's what his mom does. And, oh, you know, he's used to it. He grew up with it. He loves her. She loves him. Emily came into that. And also, like, the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law mm-hmm. situation is tricky for a lot of people. And it's always played up on TV. You know, like, TV and movies love to play on yeah. that. So this is, like, the worst case scenario. Like, your mother-in-law is really, really mean to and you. And here she is. Trix is coming. Trix is coming. And everybody is freaking out. But Richard tells Rory that she is a lot like Trix. And as of now, that is probably the highest compliment that Richard has ever given anybody. Oh, yeah. And I love that Lorelai says that. Uh, mm-hmm. In... <laughs> Sandra, you might have pointed this out. I know you look for background stuff, but the scene where the girls are driving, mm-hmm. the way that it's yeah. shot with like the Jeep doors open and the camera inside, mm-hmm. so you can see that the Jeep door is open is so funny to me. I just love that they did flashing lights to indicate cars are passing, but they didn't <laughs> do it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where are these cars coming from? I don't know. <laughs> like, up high from the side? <laughs> About to get like, T-boned. They're about to be beamed up. Yeah. We get more, like, driving shots as the series progresses because I think they realize that this is a great opportunity to get dialogue, right? When you're mm-hmm. sitting in a car together for half an hour after a big event or prior to a big event, it's a good time to have dialogue happen. But this yeah. just felt so silly. It felt, like, childish almost to be like, yeah, we'll open the door. We'll put the camera right inside. <laughs> Well, to be fair, Jeeps can have the door removed. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't That's think what they it looked would. like. What's funny is they could have just parked in front of the Gilmore house 
and had this exact conversation like <laughs> yeah. in the driveway. Like I just no, I loved then it. Then Emily would come out and and make them help yes. get the house prepared. But meanwhile, while all of this family drama is happening, Rory also has a big thing happening in her school life. And that's a school project. Mm-hmm. It seems to be groups of seven, but other groups have like four people in them. So I don't know uh, who broke up these groups, but you know. Yeah. It's not how school projects work. Well, maybe it's one of those projects where you can like, you can have like X to Y number of people and the teacher says, you know, the more people you have in your group, the less work you have to do. But if you do only want to work with a couple of people, you know that. I know that happened a couple of times in high school. I had any projects like that. Oh. Like, more often than not, they didn't even let us choose our own groups because it's a, let's get you outside of your comfort zone. And oh my god, I hate make that. Make you work with people you don't normally work with. Yeah. Ours was usually, like, targeted, like... You know, if you want to work with one other person, you know, if they were, like, best friends who wanted to work together, mm-hmm. you can do that, but you're going to have to do a lot more work. And so it was, yeah. like, you know, balancing that. So I don't know if that would necessarily be the case here, because I cannot see Paris choosing these people as her group. I can see well, Paris I mean, choosing Rory, actually. I can see Paris choosing Rory, Madeline, and Louise. I cannot see her choosing yeah. the dudes. <laughs> Tristan, well, Tristan and the other two unnamed. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know if Tristan is supposed to be smart or not? Um, I don't think they ever specify. I think it's kind of implied since he's at... I mean, to be fair, he's in the same classes. Yeah. To be fair, so are Madeline and Louise. But Louise well, is supposed to be smart as of, yeah. like, early, early episodes. Yeah. But speaking of Tristan, Rory and Tristan are sitting next to each other. And not only that, but she's sharing her book with him. Mm-hmm. Well, I can only assume Tristan did not show up with his book. And they're so awkward. It's so awkward. It's so cute, They're so though. awkward that Paris picks up on it. I'm surprised Madeline and Louise did not pick up on it. Like, they're right. the ones that would read the social cues, not Paris. Well, Louise is, like, hitting on Tristan, I think. It was she, very, like, uh... in your face, let's talk about sex. In the middle class. It, yeah. It reminds me of, I was just editing, I think, episode 116? Mm-hmm. 16. But yeah, because 15 Yeah, the one, where, um, the one where Tristan is making out with Summer yeah. against the lockers. And we pointed out there that uh, Tristan looks directly at Louise when he makes mm-hmm. uh, a comment about, oh, to be young and in love. And she smirks back at them. This could just be like a playful, flirty thing that they've had. They know each other. They've yeah. known each other forever. This could just be their relationship. They're both just hot blondes. Like, right? Hot blonde people. <laughs> so back to Rory and Tristan. I really liked when they were sharing this book. At one point, she turns the page, but she touches him. And mm-hmm. they freak out. They look at each other. They look away. They shuffle. It's really <laughs> yeah. cute. Like, they just do not know how to be no. next to each other right now. Yeah, I really like the conversation that they have afterwards. And, like, I'm really proud of Roy for pushing for it. Like, we have to see each other for the next two years, which, womp womp. Yep. Um, but, <laughs> like, 
you know, it's totally, it's smart of her to be like, let's get this out in the open. Let's have a discussion. Let's not have this be awkward anymore. And I really, it's, it's very honest. It's very sweet. I love that it comes out that Tristan's like, you cried. I kissed you and you cried. Like, he feels bad about it. He's not sure what's going on. And she has a very emotionally mature response. I yeah, mean, she had a pretty bad day. Mm-hmm. Her and Tristan both did. And then when they discuss about it, like, yeah, Tristan, I think has a, he does say a few things. I'm like, that's what you chose to say here. But for the most part, he was actually very sweet in this conversation as mm-hmm. well. That we just see more of, okay, Tristan, you can be a good guy if you want yeah. to. Come and on. I mean, are, are you referring to when he says, do you want to try it again? Because, like, yeah. I really if, want to if talk it was about me that, actually. in that position at that moment, I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> I'm yes, going to defend Tristan here. <laughs> I mean, like, she was really hammering the point of how nice that kiss was. The kiss was how good. good. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Like, he saw mm-hmm. it in. I mean, he likes That's her. That's why I don't want to give him as much crap in this conversation as I probably mm. normally would. Because at this mm-hmm. point, I feel like that line, well, at this point, it's just kind of flirty. It's fun and flirty while they're discussing things. Yeah. It's not a full-blown, like, t- creepy Tristan. We're not and, there. And, like, at this point, they're both single. Mm-hmm. Like, even mm-hmm. though neither of them should be ready to go back into a relationship, like, it's totally fair for them to have, like, kind of a casual, fun, flirty relationship right now. And yeah. they have chemistry. I think that they they, they do. do they have really nice chemistry. I um I really like that scene. However, I don't like Rory's I'm not like other girls and neither is Paris kind of vibe that she has going on. Mm-hmm. Um I just I think she can empower Paris without bringing down other girls. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, I hate the whole I'm not like other girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trope it was very big in this yeah. time frame though yes that's that what i was very gonna popular, say very of the time mm-hmm. like i remember doing that at that age too so like i can't harp on it too much without just being a pure hypocrite yeah. but oh yeah i mean it's like it's even still discussed today and it's i mean it's a great point and it's something that we could probably discuss at great length but like teenage girls are so like beat down they can't like mm-hmm. anything they can't do anything they can't dress any way without being told that it's wrong or bad or dumb or ridiculous like so yeah. it makes sense that so many of us grew up with this like well I'm not like other girls like I'm not like those girls that you think who are dumb or or like dumb things like it sucks to be a teenage girl and- freak out if they break a nail and stuff like that it's like no if somebody wants to be like that let them be like that i think you're completely right jess it is really hard to be a teenage girl and like kind of on that note i wanted to ask you guys a question rory tells tristan that paris likes him is that technically breaking the girl code like is that okay I think it's I think it's a really fine line in this case because I think if this was Louise, right? If if Par- if Rory was talking about oh Louise likes you, I think Louise would be like yes, thank you for getting me that in. But I think that Paris is such a closed off personal 
secretive person that I mm-hmm. think that if I think that it would it hurts we know it hurts her. I don't think she would appreciate it, but other girls might. I think I would say it's breaking the girl code just because at this point we know how Paris reacts when she finds out and she was not happy. Um, I do think Rory did this with the best of intentions. I don't yes. think she did it to break the girl code or anything like that. I think she just, she saw Tristan and he just had his heart broken by Summer and the whole conversation with the kids. And she's like, you needed to go after a different kind of girl. Why not go after Paris? Mm-hmm. So I I just think she saw as two people that she kind of likes. Mm-hmm. And right, like helping them two happy. friends. Yeah. yeah, because they're friends in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. none of that um, creepy vibes that Tristan used to do are present. Yeah. And she's not being um, negative towards him either. Negative might be yeah. the wrong word, but, like, um, she's not pushing him away. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I do think, however, like, in that moment, I think that she was trying help both of them she wasn't trying to help herself like she wasn't thinking like yeah. mm-hmm. oh i can get rid of tristan by poning her off poning him off to mm-hmm. paris i don't think that was the thought process at all no I definitely either. not i think it was genuinely her being like i know i know that there's a girl who likes you and you're really sad and you're looking for a girl i think this would work really well and it feels very true. Like, teenagers do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And then you look back and you're like, oh, that was so dumb. Of course I broke girl code. But, like, in the moment, you're a teenager. You're trying to play matchmaker. You know, you just you make mistakes. But going back to the classroom, I thought it was so funny when she was, like, droning on. Yeah. Like, they go to other people talking and she's still in the background just talking about this government thing. Hey. Like everyone's just tuning her out. It's so and funny. They're building their own government. Yeah. And especially I would say other than Rory, every single person in this group is probably more than happy to let Paris handle the whole thing. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I also thought it was funny that like, you know, she hands out all these materials that she has made, which is like so much. And you know, it's more than most people are doing, mm-hmm. but Madeline Louise are like, oh my god, she made the flag. Isn't that a basic yeah. requirement for those kind of projects usually? Like, like you have to like pick the national blah blah blah, the national blah blah blah, yeah. the flag. I really like that Paris gives Rory her manifesto slash doctrine <laughs> um, for her to proofread. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, like... It's so nice. Um, like Paris, you know, the girl stuff is one thing, but academia, like Paris really trusts Rory here. And I think it's like, yeah. it's really showing the relationship and where they're going or where they might go. I love yeah. that conversation because like you said, it just goes to show how much their relationship is growing, their friendship, um, to the point that Paris does trust Rory to give an honest opinion and she takes it into account. It's not just... What do you think? Well, I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. It's, well, what do you think? Okay, how about this instead? And it's Mm -hmm. a little bit of back and forth to get to the best solution instead of just Paris trying to get a sounding board to agree with Mm -hmm. her. Yeah. But by discussing the Tristan and Rory conversation, we did skip a scene of Lorelai in the inn getting the call from Emily for some mystical, magical coat rack. 
with unknown animals on it. Maybe weasels? <laughs> and then it turns out to be angels? Maybe dragons? Yeah. I I looked at that thing in the future and I still couldn't figure it out. I almost feel like it was a like prop r- prop versus uh, script issue mm. where they're like, we don't have dragons. We don't have weasels. <laughs> we can give you angels. <laughs> like That's find the only thing we can find. the biggest, gaudiest arm coat, arm coat coat rack whatever yeah. it is that you can coat find rack. and bring that whatever yeah. it needs to be gold and it needs to be gaudy there's also a really great uh like 2000 era yes. computer moment between that michelle MacBook, and lorelei though like did you double click yes that MacBook did you click that twice I swear to god is running windows like the picture looks like it's running windows yeah well i mean old old mac looked similar to windows right with like the gray bars at the top but oh my gosh it was a blast from the past (laughs) do you think gilma girls was sponsored by apple or something i wondered that well because rory got the macbook for her birthday yeah that's two different times then Mm -hmm. but like honestly i kind of like the computer bit like it's so early 2000s i really love it the nostalgia Mm -hmm. That's really the first time, like, computers are starting to become very popular and used in a business setting instead of, like, the books. I mean, even in the very first episode, I think we see Michelle flipping through the reservation book. So I'm wondering how long they've even had this computer. I I feel like it's not very long. It's pretty funny how dated technology is in this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially later on with the cell phone not having reception. Mm -hmm. I remember back in the day moving your phone up and down. Can you imagine (laughs) doing that now? Like, with your smartphone? Sometimes I still have to do that in my house. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. <laughs> like, hold it up to a window to make a text send. <laughs> but yeah, Emily calls and she needs her hat rack back. Hat rack? Coat rack. Coat rack. No, I think Coat it's hat rack. Because I have that written down with a question mark. I don't know. It's the same thing, right? Uh. <laughs> I mean, you could put hats on it. Yeah, you definitely could. I think, yeah. it's well, called a, I think it's called both. It's a re-gift. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai calls her out on it, and she has every right to, because <laughs> Emily would be so pissed if it was the other way around. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. But also, if you take into account that she said that they gave this to them a number of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So this was Five before years. Friday night dinners, before mm-hmm. coming back into their lives. Like, I could totally see Christmas coming up and matter. Emily being like, what are we going to get Lorelai? Like, we literally don't know anything about her. And, like, oh. <laughs> I don't care, man. Emily is Miss Manners. Yeah, you do not True. I mean, <laughs> and she was so thoroughly offended to the core when she found out those crystal chandelier sticks had been returned. And instead, she bought a yeah. monkey lamp. I. I love the line, though, when Emily. When Lorelai answers, and Emily's like, I need the hat rack. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, the fish flies at night. Like, just straight to coat. Who is this? (laughs) That is funny. And Lorelai is having a lot of fun in this episode. Um, Like, later on, she's basically shoving Rory out the door. Like, she really wants this. I like the reveal that uh, Rory had to pay her mom one time to get her to not wear sweats (laughs) to a Friday night dinner. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) There's really nothing else to say about that. But can you imagine? Yeah. Emily would have a fit. Oh my gosh, yeah. I feel like Lorelai would have had mm-hmm. to been like in a certain mood. 
to be like, I'm going to do this because she has to know Emily is just going to be like, well, and she also makes out. a great point. Go upstairs and change. Like she makes a great point that she has a tough job. She works hard by the end of the week. Friday night, mm-hmm. she has mm-hmm. to go see her mother, who is somebody who is, like, quite toxic in her life every week. Like, I mm-hmm. have a hard enough time yeah. having any kind of even fun plans on a Friday night because I am just so tired at the end of a week after work. I can't mm-hmm. imagine having to get dressed up yeah. to go somewhere where I will probably be at least insulted slightly, you know? Right. Yeah. Even on a good day. Attacked. Yeah. And it's not like she doesn't work the weekends. Yeah. She does. She works at an inn. Yeah. Her hours are not going to be your standard mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. I, to- I they just totally sympathize with Lorelai, except for she is so psyched to see her mom be miserable and Rory calls her on it. And we meet Trix. Well, before we meet Trix. Before we. We have a scene in the car, and this is just something I thought about. So they have this coat rack, Stick hat rack whatever it is, like, <laughs> strapped into yeah. the back of the Jeep. And so we have ratchet straps for our truck to, like, move things and stuff. And I gotta say, those things can be really tricky sometimes, mm-hmm. especially, like, when they get twisted and stuff. So I'm kind of surprised that Lorelai yeah. can figure out how to use these. Maybe Luke came over. Right. Maybe that's why he wasn't in this episode. I feel like that's not the better chance. (laughs) But yeah, I really love the scene where they're struggling to bring in the coat Mm -hmm. rack. And Emily does not think to help until she's like, hey, mom, hello, (laughs) can you help me? I also like it. She's like, oh, right. She's like, quiet, quiet. Like, Emily, you're the one being loud. (laughs) And also, I love that she somehow got her in the back. You know, Trix was like, what BS is this? Right. Why are you taking me through the back of your right. house, Emily? Well, once they're inside, there's this amazing shot of the three generations, and they're all wearing like very similar colors. Like one's in yes. black, the other's in black and white, and the other in black and white and silver. It's such a pretty shot. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I so I have a lot to say about the fashion in this episode, but I think I want to pull tricks out and just discuss in kind of like mm-hmm. tricks in general because tricks and the way she dresses is such a vibe like yeah. she literally looks like she could have walked out of Disney's haunted mansion like <laughs> with her high collar and the big brooch and the really like set hairstyle she could absolutely be like right doesn't she have that kind of like Disney haunted mansion yeah. vibe what throws me off about her whole vibe, though, is, like, her jacket mm-hmm. has, like, sequins or something in it that's yep. catching on the light that's making me a little sparkly. And for, like, the whole personality we get from her is I feel like anything that sparkles and, is over yeah. the top. So it surprises Here's me the thing that really got me. On. She's got either hot pink or red nail polish on. I did not. And we know what red nail polish means. Yeah. I like I had to go back and look. And then I like looked at Lorelai's hands to be like, is she wearing nail polish? No, I think it's just Trix. She's got like nail polish on. Get it, Trix. And like I hope that in London, um, Trix has like a boyfriend somewhere. Oh, (laughs) I mean like stashed away. Later on we know. (laughs) Trix we we learn about this in the future. 
I do love that she lets Lorelai mm-hmm. get away with some of yeah. her wit. Like, she's like, that was a joke. <laughs> funny. And it continues on. Like, she doesn't laugh. Just that, that was funny. Until she's let's like, on. <laughs> Instead of just like, Emily. That's enough jokes for now. That's enough like, now. I have to uh, give a special. You have a joke quote. Special shout hit. out to Rory for not curtsying. 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 I'm very proud yes, of her. Yes. She learned from her mistakes. And uh, we just get a very polite hello this time. I mean, but, it, like, looking at this woman, I would have thought you would curtsy for this woman over her right? crappy grandparents. Over, yeah. Francine and Straub. I feel like the whole vibe of this evening mm-hmm. is much different, though, for mm-hmm. the buildup. Like, yes, this is the first time she's meeting Trix, but at the same time, like, she she's heard stories about them uh stories mm-hmm. about her and how great she is and and how such she's a strong wonderful woman whereas like the stories of christopher's parents i don't think so does she even have any stories i doubt that lorelei has any happy memories like, to share it's, them, i feel like there's a difference you know? yeah whereas is like excited for this night and we know why she's excited but it's yeah, a and we even kind have stress. I, I don't like. think it's a callback, but it's a very similar moment, you know, where uh, Richard is saying how smart that uh, Rory is. Yes. Like she's a bright young girl, and it's not at all like that last I situation. Say it's the same. She's not put on the spot. It's the same quote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says she's smart as a whip. I feel like in both episodes, mm-hmm. it's the same setup. Yeah. No, we do for sure have a callback, though, because they walk in and Trix looks at them and she yes. goes, you're yes. tall. Which is the same thing. The exact said. same yeah. first line we had from yeah. Richard. But there's another uh, Emily comedic slash kind of sad at this point um, kind of vibe to this because she's running back and forth trying to please this woman. Mm-hmm. And this woman is not to be pleased. She doesn't want to be pleased. No. Right? No. No, she does not. And... Richard does not defend Emily in this scene, but neither do Rory and Lorelai. No. Yeah. Like, no one's on Emily's side here. I think if anybody was going to defend Emily, it was going to be Lorelai. But yeah. she's been put through the ringer by Emily so much that, like, sit and enjoy, enjoy the magicness that this is. I don't think mm-hmm. Rory has the gumption. I guess. I can't no. think of a better word yeah. right now not, to do that. Not the first time meeting her, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, Richard is either completely blind, oblivious, or choosing to be oblivious. Mm-hmm. Who really knows? But yeah, poor Emily. She just works and works and works. And then finally she gets everything Trix wants and she's like, let's go. I'm not. I'm. Let's go to the dining room. <laughs> it's seven o'clock. Let's go eat. I think it shows how frazz- frazzled Emily is that she doesn't have the maid taking care of any of these things. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when what other time do you see ever see Emily doing these things and not just calling for the maid? Yeah. But like that line of that grandma that dinner is delicious, very good young lady. We could we believed you. Yeah. That's awful. It is. Why? Why do you have to be so mean? That's more than mean. And Richard, come on. Yeah, I just like yeah. it's rude. What... It's rude to somebody that you're hosting yeah. to like imply that the dinner was not good, and mm-hmm. then she specifically is like, "We're gonna have my food." Yeah, who brings back meat? 
from a different continent. I like that's on dry ice. A customs thing too. You know, to like yeah, bring to meat thing. on an airplane. Like, is this FDA approved? Like, there have to be some kind of government regulations on bringing. I mean, I know it's personal food, obviously. She's not going to go sell it on the street corner. Yeah. Have this roasted rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. But yeah. still, that just. Uh, Yale is mentioned. Yes. I think this is the first mention we have of Yale, is it? Um, about how or the like, Gilmore's going to Yale? At the very least, that the Gilmore's want Rory to go to Yale. Yeah. I think that Harvard has come up. That she's breaking the dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I'm going to give them very good seating, like, of this little foreshadowing of there's going to be tension about Yale mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when Rory graduates. Like, the Gilmores have been going to Yale for years, and how can you not go? Yeah. yeah. I like it. But it's like the men in the family, you know? Like, he that is was true. a Yale man. You were a Yale man. There's just like a different yeah. vibe to like Yale man. being a Yale man. We're going to let Rory be whatever man she wants to be. Can see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another joke. That's enough now. <laughs> um, I wonder if Rory ever considered going to Brown. Because isn't that where Emily goes? I think it's mentioned that Emily went to Brown. I mean... We'll we'll be able to talk more about it like during the actual like college application and all of that process, mm-hmm. but it's really been shoved into us that like Harvard, Harvard since she was a baby in diapers, Harvard, 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 Harvard. Yeah. So I mean Princeton would have been the other choice, right? Because mm-hmm. the Haydens went to Princeton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it would technically in their minds, it would be Princeton versus Yale, and she just left the old Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Lorelai actively discouraged any Yale or Princeton talk before before the whole college thing with the grandparents is even mentioned. Just when it's just the two of them and she's growing up and they first start talking about her going to college, if, if we're even like, well, Yale's good too. And mom's like, yeah, but... And goes and Princeton, on just like, but like, no, your dad, no. Like, mm-hmm. I can see that. Like, she chooses Harvard for because there is no connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Harvard, Rory is still in the study group thing. So she's actually allowed to miss the next dinner. Yeah. Slash because school she's studying later on. Yeah. School is important, and I don't think anybody probably knew about a Saturday night dinner until it's until she mentions it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Trix mentions it. She makes it like this is going to be a I'll series of events for me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So sharply at nine a.m. Actually, a little before nine a.m., um, Louise and Madeline are ready mm-hmm. in the uh, classroom, right? Which kind of surprises me. I would figure Louise and Madeline to arrive late. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're there. And mm-hmm. Rory comes with a shitload of coffee and donuts shaped like clowns. And these clowns are also <laughs> scary looking. Yeah. And they have hats. I mean, it's like there's something to be said for being right, being the coffee and, and breakfast person in a, a project like this. It's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Especially people- when she individualizes it. 
Yeah. yeah. I, so let's just assume these are all, this is seven large black coffees. Absolutely no frou-frou, nothing mm-hmm. around to them. That I'm guessing maybe came from Luke's. Yeah. Would make sense. Because yeah. we also know but Luke's But it's been 30 minutes. Donuts. Yeah, she would have to also, get it somewhere closer, right? does she go by bus? Because later yeah. on, Lorelai picks her up by bus. Like, is waiting for her by bus. Huh. Mm-hmm. So then she would have had to dr- take in all that stuff from Luke's. On the bus. On bus. Yeah. I wouldn't be minutes. surprised if there's, like, a coffee shop near campus, though. You know, yeah. that she got stuff at before coming in. Because, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't keep coffee and stuff hot on Also, on Luke bus. is not making clown donuts. No. I mean, he's That's making not donuts, but not, I would love to see Luke make a clown donut. We've seen him make a uh, Santa burger. The Santa burger was <laughs> yeah. enough for me. <laughs> that was nasty. <laughs> no, like, I want to see, I want to see Luke's precision while trying to make this thing. Trying to be the get the perfect lines, artistic loose, Luke. But you have to admit, this is probably, I would say, if even if you put this on the cheap side, like $30 at least worth of coffee and donuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I can sorry, only imagine guys. Lorelai helping. In high school, I did not like anybody that much to buy them coffee no, and donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Lorelai is pretty, um, like, relaxed about spending money on food and, like, giving money for food. So I could totally see her, mm-hmm. like, handing Rory a couple of 20s and being like, get coffee for everybody. They'll love you. You know? You know what? You're right. I can definitely see that. All right. I'm moving on, though. Louise and Madeline are awful friends. They're just really bad. I feel like they're great friends to each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. But to outside of them, Yes. And they have, I would say, a good friend moment later on in this episode for Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this moment, they're just being, like, little busybodies. Because yeah. Tristan has taken Rory's conversation to heart, and he pulls Paris yeah. aside to ask her on a date. Mm-hmm. Which is very sweet. The, yeah. the fact that he even listened to Rory and took her suggestion to try it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, scandal light. All the taste with fewer calories is a great line. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. When uh, Paris comes back and is like, hey, Tristan asked me out, Madeline's immediately happy for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And even, like, I think her saying, like, I'm so jealous, that's supposed to be a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, but Louise is, she just wants the dirt, man. Mm-hmm. Fair. This know. is why they're great friends to each other and not necessarily yeah. to outside of them. Yeah. Because uh, the whole like concept of, oh, he asked you out tonight? Mm. Hmm. <sighs> You're high school like, kids. <laughs> I can right? I can kind of understand where she's coming from, I guess, from her point of view. Mm-hmm. That she might feel that. But I feel like high school boys don't plan past tonight. I mean, it's already Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I think so. Like you to, know, for her to try to bring Paris down like that is just like, can, come on. Yeah, they're working together in the morning. He literally, as soon as she shows up, he asks. Mm-hmm. It's not like at the, the mm-hmm. end of the meeting he was like, "Hey, by the way, do you want to do something?" Like he made a point of doing it first. It was very sweet. Yeah. Like I've dated guys who would be like, "Hey, let's come over and watch a movie," and I was like, "No." Mm-hmm. First of all. I feel like I was not your first choice, considering you're saying, hey, come over right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That reeks of somebody canceled. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, and then Madeline offers her her water bra. Yeah. Have you guys ever worn a water bra? I have worn? not. No. But I've seen it. Them. Is, I remember it being a thing. And oh, I've never heard of this. I have to make this comment because obviously I was watching closely for clothing. Uh, mm-hmm. Paris does not need a water bra. Like, Paris has got a really great figure. I noticed that at one point, I think, when she takes off her coat at Rory's house. But, like, I was like, mm-hmm. this girl's boobs do not need to be any bigger. Like, she looks great <laughs> as she is. I think she does hide her uh, figure a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I think she does. There are points during the Yale years, at least, that Paris is rather busty. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, even at this point, considering I was, personally, I was as well with with a small figure, like, you don't need to add anything to that. Right? It just makes no. it uncomfortable. <laughs> so we cut to the nighttime, right? Mm-hmm. Rory's, stu- Rory's not studying yet, but Lorelai arrives and she is in a panic. Yes. She is hurried in as hell. In a rush. Yes, she is. And she says, uh, five minutes to talk, blah, blah. And I really want to mention something. She said "There's there was a big leak on the third floor, a lot of things that went squished that shouldn't have gone squished, mm-hmm. and Michelle was no help. I'm going to argue for Michelle. <laughs> Michelle is the receptionist, not the, like, cleaner or anything like that. That should not be his job. I I agree with that. However, if there are multiple rooms now that are now uninhabitable because mm-hmm. of extra squish... I would think that would be Michelle's job to either get them into a new room or to get them new accommodations. Yes, at the very that least. would be his job. And if he so, didn't help with that, then yes, I agree, Laurel, I should shame him. Yeah. So I, so I guess it depends on what she was trying to get Michelle to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also love that she defrosted a chocolate cake. Because, like, most moms defrost chicken, mm-hmm. but Laurel, I defrost chocolate cake. That, that would be cute. me. And I mean, that has to be something that, like, Suki baked, right? Because it's, like, in a foil baking tray. Actually, I think it was, like, I think it'd be, like, really? a Russell Stover type. Yeah. I guess I've just never... Out of the frozen section. I've never gotten a frozen cake before. I haven't either, I but I know they exist. Pies. For, like, Thanksgiving and stuff, you just kind of shove them yeah. in the mm-hmm. oven. But that's it. So Lorelai switches out some super cute red pumps... For the very classical black, Mm -hmm. red, black heels. I have to say, though, I am very surprised that we have so much black on Lorelai this episode. Yes. And Jess, I'm sure you're talking, I'm sure you will talk about it, but this is second night in a row of a fully black ensemble. I mean, they look like they're dressing for a funeral, like, almost the entire time. (laughs) And I don't know if maybe they assumed Trix would prefer that to make it more formal, to have the darker colors. Maybe. Yeah. She was in dark colors herself. Mm-hmm. Trix does not wear colors. She wears black. Except on her nails, apparently. It's just wild. So she gets her va-va-voom in. <laughs> so Rory is, like, set up to study, and she's got so much material. And she brings in her cake, and she's sitting down to work. Yeah. Taking the tiniest bites of cake I can yeah. ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, she was girl, definitely not eating that. Nope. I would be wolfing that thing in. <laughs> right. Yeah. And she doesn't eat it. Right. Because later on we see Lorelai pick it up. 
mm-hmm. it's still at the same she ate like a corner of it yeah but i mean yeah. to be fair she did get a little bit of a, a distraction in the form of yes. Paris. Beige on beige Paris. And Paris comes in like guns blazing. Um, one note I'm going to say is that Paris obviously remembered how to get there mm-hmm. from the concert. Right. And I'm thinking I'm at that age was pretty bad at directions because oh, yeah. you don't drive yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> I just love that Paris remembered how to get there. I, this is a cute scene. I really love the comment that is made because, you know, she shows up and Rory's like, isn't this more of like a Madeline and Louise kind of thing? And Paris says like, yeah, they get that thing, but they don't get like the telling you you're going to be okay, not going to throw up on his, in his car kind of thing. And I was like, oh, like she sees that Rory is the supportive friend already. Yeah. I think Paris is finally starting to realize kind of what she was missing in that friendship, too. Mm -hmm. Or at least the lack of true friendship that that is. We'll we'll talk about fashion, like we said, but I just do want to mention all her clothes are beige. They're sad. Or a shade of beige. Yep. And I mean, like, right now, I mean, I guess maybe, like, more the last couple of years, like, neutrals, earth tones have been really hot. I mean, like, look at like Kim Kardashian's line, look at Kanye West's lines. I mean, as examples, those are like very current fashion trends that are very beige. However, at the time period that we were in, 2000s, look at everybody else. Beige is not, beige is old. Beige is, yeah. yeah. Like Emily wore that beige, beige on grandma. beige outfit, you know, and that was fitting. But for Paris, mm-hmm. spice it up, girl. I say there's a lot of clothes hanging up in Lorelai's closet that I cannot see Lorelai wearing. Yeah. Like, there's a big floral dress. <laughs> every time, every time we are faced with the sheer amount of clothing that Lorelai owns, I just think, and you really only had the Daisy Dukes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're are telling you sure? me that floral dress was at the cleaners? Come on, girl. <laughs> So we find out a few things about Paris. First, that she's Jewish. Mm-hmm. I don't think that oh, yeah. was mentioned before. Um, and secondly, that pink makes her head look small. What does that mean? What? Also, what a mean comment to hear from your mom. Right. Like, Apparently, my mom and I... what moms tell their kids in this rich world is your head is not the right size. More oh like God, it's yeah, from Emily. <laughs> you know, my mom will say like, "Oh, I don't love that on you," or like, "Oh, I, I don't know if that's super flattering, right?" But it's never been like that entire color makes you look bad. <laughs> I mean, I'll get stuff like that. Like, there are certain colors that I don't feel like flatter my skin tone. Yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. totally makes sense for Paris to be like, "My mom says pink makes me look pale." Mm-hmm. That would make sense, I guess. Not, it makes my head look small. Just dumb. What does that even mean? (laughs) Paris's mom needs to, like, have a long look at her priorities in her life. I think we are. Anyway. But my favorite thing is that Rory picks out an outfit for her that has pink in it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then Paris never fights or brings it up after the fact. She says she looks bad. As soon as the door opens, she's like, I look awful. And Rory's like, you look great. She does look great. I love that outfit. Yeah. I'm impressed that Rory was able to put together an outfit that quickly because we usually see her rely on Lorelai for that kind of, like, vibe. I think it's because it's not 
it's not going to directly affect Rory, though. Like, every time Rory needs help, it's because she's going out with Dean or something like that. Yeah. And so there's pressure on her to look good. At this point, the pressure's off. It, she's helping somebody else. Yes. She does like to help others. Mm-hmm. I would be remiss to not mention the fact that, again, there's a little bit of a we're not like other girls thing that happens. But we also find out that Rory, like, first off, Rory and Paris have a really nice conversation about Dean. Yes, they right. do. Yeah. I feel like Paris is super nice, almost to the point where it's like, it kind of feels out of character. Yeah. How into talking about Dean she is. Because usually she's just like, I don't want to hear about your boyfriend. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's like in that mindset. I honestly would almost see that as Paris returning the favor. Like she's getting a favor mm-hmm. from Rory and helping her with her boy situation. So why not return that favor? And then you're not indebted. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it could almost be a tit for tat kind of thing of, okay, will you help me with my boy issue? I'll let you vent about your boy issue. Well, and, and it's, even. it's a really interesting way for Rory to be talking about Dean because like last time, she was crying on, mm-hmm. you know, she was she was upset. She was crying about it. And for her to be able to be, like, so positive about it, I was like, wow, she's clearly doing pretty well. And she says, yeah, I really miss him. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, look at her growth. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to argue against you. Hmm. <laughs> I think Rory's not doing really well at all. I think she misses him so much and she's only remembering the good things right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not focusing on maybe the fights we, they had or whatever have you. Um, and Rory's, I don't know if she's thinking of like the happy things, trying to think, oh, do I love him? Did I love him? Because obviously she's having this debate right now because we're going to see in the season finale how this mm-hmm. ends. Yeah. I think I I think part of it too is with Paris, like they're friends. They're getting closer. But there is still mm-hmm. a line of like you do not break down in front of Paris. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, so I yeah. feel like even not though yet. Rory might be handling it okay in this situation, I think I would agree with more with Sandra that um she's just still she's still really broken up about it, but she won't let herself dwell or break down, especially not in front of Paris. Yeah, she handles that conversation really well. But I love the no cards. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, the no cards. The Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) What a romantic topic. Honestly, I couldn't even give you thoughts. What what, what even happened? I I haven't been in high school in like 12 years. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really loved it. And I loved when Paris came out and Rory's like, I swear to God, you look fine. And she's like, Mm -hmm. are you an atheist? Right, because then it... (laughs) Yeah, I love every time you promise Paris something, she's like, yeah, so you're swearing on on that, but, like, what's your value of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But she looks great, and she heads off to have her date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get um, to dinner. Yep. Dinner with tricks again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like we mentioned before, they brought the rabbit from London. And apparently it was good. I wanted to ask in the first conversation... About how Trix is at the other head of the table. Trix is at the head of the table. And Emily's on the side. Richard's where Emily normally sits. And yeah, Emily's on the side. Mm -hmm. I find that very interesting because I would feel like even, especially from like old world that Trix comes from, man would always be at the head of the table. 
So I could almost see Trix taking Emily's seat, but this whole configuration throws me off. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably like a respect thing. Richard probably yeah. was like, no, no, mom, you're going to be at the head of the table. You're an honored guest, you know? But yeah. Also, I, agree. I, is I do agree with tough that. Tough broad. Like, she, I could see her being like, uh uh-uh, uh, I am head of the table. Like, I am the guest. I will sit where I want, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And Richard, you sit across from me. Emily, you sit right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sit with the children, Emily. <laughs> That's another thing I did appreciate for Trix, though, when she's talking to Lorelai of how she's always appreciated self self-suffic- sufficiency. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that she definitely does not look down on Lorelai for her job. Yeah, she unlike, says it's, you know, Strope and Francine. It's good but for like, a woman to have hard work. It makes her strong. Like, yeah. And I wonder if that is part of the reason she looks down on Emily so much, that Emily does not have a typical job, per mm-hmm. se. Like, her job is being Richard's wife versus having your normal, typical job. I want, I kind of wondered that. Yeah, totally a possibility. Um, well, Trix offers Rory what we find out later is a quarter of a million dollars, mm-hmm. but the the number is never actually said mm-hmm. um, during this time mm-hmm. for not for a 25th birthday, like originally planned, but right now. Mm-hmm. Specifically to pay for Chilton and potentially college. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is anybody surprised that Rory doesn't already have a trust fund from Richard and Emily? Um... I mean, you have to assume that they have something, right? But. I mean, the will, they were Mm -hmm. uh, post-it notes for the Mm -hmm. will, but. I don't think that Lorelai expected this from her grandmother. No, no, I don't. I, and I feel like, I feel like if Rory already had a trust fund that Richard and Emily set up, Emily would have been like, she already has one. She doesn't need it from you. Mm-hmm. something along those lines so it just it surprised me especially because Lorelai and Rory did live in the Gilmore house right after she was born that in that time frame they wouldn't have set one up uh but yeah this trust fund man and Emily Emily well. immediately like puts she like puts two and two together and comes up with like 37 like she really <laughs> <laughs> she really goes i i have a friend who sometimes when i'm spiraling she's like you know putting the cart before the horse she'll be like girl you have like gone to antarctica like stop (laughs) emily goes to antarctica she spirals she immediately sees this money as i'm going to lose the girls because she had all the sympathy in the world for emily up until this point in this episode yeah and then she just ruins it oh i mean she like literally is manipulative And she's mm-hmm. so insecure. Mm-hmm. But at this point, so like at the very end of, you know, the main series, we kind of come up with like, okay, Rory's gone off into, you know, being a grown up. And they, you know, come to the decision that like, well, of course, you know, we'll continue to see each other. But like at this point, with how miserable Lorelai is and how rough the relationships still are. I can see them being like, if we're not taking that money anymore, we don't have to Why come here every go? Friday. Yeah. I think Rory would want to. Yeah, Rory is really... Rory enjoys her grandparents. Yeah, she's building a good Rory relationship. I think Rory would continue to go. I don't think it would be an every Friday night thing. Mm-hmm. I think it might be like well, every other or maybe once a month. Yeah. I think yeah. it would still be something, something regular. But yeah, I can't But there is a time Lorelai. where Lorelai and Emily have a big fight. 
and Rory goes by herself to Friday night dinner. Mm-hmm. But she mm-hmm. is older at that point. Yeah. She's still a kid right now. Which is what I'm going to... Rory's a good kid right now. Mm-hmm. She would never, ever just forget about Lorelai because she has money. Yeah. At this point in her life. I think it's... Like, it's almost hard for me to, like, accept and believe that Lorelai lets this get to her as much as it does. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, like, whenever her mom comes into play, it she gets scrambled. It's like when Rory Lorelai. stayed out with Dean, you know, and, like, because mm-hmm. her mom was there, the situation got heightened. Um, but, like, I can't believe that she would really genuinely think that Rory wouldn't want to go with her to Europe and stuff. Like, I think Lorelai has a true weak spot for Emily. Mm-hmm. For Emily yeah. manipulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she, Emily just knows exactly where to needle mm-hmm. and make it worse than it is. Yeah. And you know what it is? Uh, Emily says, the minute you give her options and trails mm-hmm. off, Lorelai's thinking about herself. Yeah. She's thinking mm-hmm. about, oh, yep. if I would have gotten this money, I, and like I would have says this. later on, earlier than 17? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, because she says that to Suki, right? She talks about, like, if I had had that money, man. It's just, it's not a good scene for Emily. It's wild. It's, it's wild not. of tricks to just offer, like, the, the way she does. But it's also... Emily handles it weird. Lorelai handles it weird. Rory just never mm-hmm. finds out about it until the end. <laughs> Rory's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Rory being asleep, that mirror angled to see her face while she's sleeping is so creepy to me. Yeah. I hated Isn't that. Isn't it like a feng shui thing? Like, you don't have a mirror facing your bed. Like, bad vibes. I get overly creeped out from mirrors. Yeah. So, like, I will not have any in my bedroom. I just, I won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think reflective it's... services, reflective surfaces, in general, I will not have in my bedroom. Yeah, it's like it's like our our one sixteen episode where we talk about like if you intook scary doll media as a young person, like it stays with yeah. you. If you like took in some kind of like scary I took mirror in scary media, mirror media. <laughs> it gets you. Yeah. Reflective surface surfaces means that's where Bloody Mary is. That's where the demons are, the ghosts. Oh, that's where like you look at yourself are. and then it moves and you didn't move. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So Lorelai picks up a Harvard portfolio and she looks around at the posters. Mm-hmm. So Rory has a ton of posters of other countries. Yes. Right. Rory wants to travel. How can Lorelai look around and see all those things and not think this is the best opportunity for this girl? Right? I don't know. Like, that would pay for their Europe trip. Even if yeah. Lori only paid for her portion of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that would just be such a huge financial relief that while I do think Emily really knows how to needle and knows how to manipulate Lorelai to the best, um, I'm really surprised that Lorelai's own financial needs did not overweigh. Emotionally and financially right? like, did not outweigh that. Rory is a minor. Mm-hmm. Rory is a minor. She would not have been able to, like, handle all of that money by herself. And that's brought up later. Lorelai mm-hmm. could have helped use that money just for basic Rory necessities. And we know that they're having a hard time with money. Like, it's it's crazy to me that she hesitates at all on this. I don't yeah. know if this would be inappropriate, but, like, 
I know that like when someone gets money, right? Sometimes you give money to other people, mm-hmm. right? Um, that could have helped with the end. Yeah. Even even ten thousand, right? Um, the and to get into situation they have in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't had that yet. Yeah, we haven't had it yet, but it's coming up. Um, I don't know. I just uh, what is going on, and I know what's going on in Emily's head. Mm-hmm. She's insecure. Oh, yeah. She doesn't want to leave. What is going on in Lorelai's? Well, I have I, no idea. I almost felt like you know she comes home from the dinner and she's all scrambled and like her the way that Emily ends things it's like you know she won't need you anymore but then she comes home and she like tucks Rory into bed and turns off the light and I really I thought that that was like a great like no she still needs you moment right that kind of like mm-hmm. could have undone that but nope she's just like two in her head which yep. is fine yep. and it continues and escalate. then Suki comes in yes next yep. morning Suki comes in and lays it all out you're afraid to tell her I love this is I think maybe is this our first or second Suki and Lorelai like at outdoor market kind of things? Because they do this throughout the series. Yeah, they do. When they want them to have like a, a girl chat, it's like, oh, of course they're yeah. like at a farmer's market or looking at flowers and stuff. I just, I love their friendship and I love them together. And I love that Suki is like, tell her, use my cell phone, call yep. her now, tell her about the money. We'll sing cabaret together. <laughs> the money is important. Lorelai do this. Yeah. Um, I really loved the the walk around town as well, and I I liked that um, people were eating outside, mm-hmm. and it seemed to be pretty crowded. It's the clock said it was like eleven something, mm-hmm. um, so it's not the six a.m. crowd <laughs> this time. Much more um, normal crowd. Yeah, it like makes the town but, alive and vibrant. Yes, I really liked it, and obviously there was no Luke's in this episode. Um, but we still get dozies and we get, uh, a restaurant that, whose name I couldn't read, hmm. um, but had little tables in front and Lorelai goes to the florist and picks up these flowers. And I, the entire time I was like, oh, these are for tricks, mm-hmm. right? To bring, because it's obvious she's going to tricks. And then there's no flowers when she goes to tricks. No, she's just getting them for her. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were pretty. Yeah. We do have a slight kind of shot of Luke Steiner and that the fl- the mm-hmm. flower shop is next door to Luke's. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you can see Miss Patty's. So this is this is where Taylor's old fashioned soda shop goes in the future. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh shop A as I used to like <laughs> Um, and then is this where we go back to Chilton after this? No, actually, we go to Emily and Richard fighting. Yes. And it's, I mean, she's angry. And she she kind of has a right to be angry about Richard not defending her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not so much about the, the trust fund, but, like, Richard not being on her side, I agree. And that's where this fight confuses me, too, though. Like, Richard is clearly worried about her and what is bothering her in this scene. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you care about her. You want to stand up for her. How are you that oblivious to how your mother treats her? Yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean, even Trick's walking in and saying, like, uh, we ordered a car. Uh, Women should drive. drive. And two seconds later, uh, I'm going to die soon, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Like, 
it was barely two seconds later. Yeah, she's she's just like kind of a miserable person to have to deal with. Yeah. If you're not Richard or Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I guess or Rory. Or Rory. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and like Lorelai kind of falls out of those good graces in the next couple of scenes. Yeah, let's talk about the tea. Um, so they go to tea and first uh have you guys ever been to high tea? I have not. No. 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 I've been to a tea room in Colorado. It was an experience. You had to dress up, right? Um, and you had to be very perfect. And they would give you these sandwiches. They would cost $16. And it was like half a sandwich mm-hmm. with the crust cut off and then some. Yeah. And there were like little cucumbers with mayonnaise or little ham and cheese. Um, it was super expensive, but it was super fancy. Yeah. I've I been to like, like it. a casual tea room, but I've never done a high tea. I mean, and they barely even do high tea. They, like, show up and leave. I mean, they get into a fight. Yes. Emily and Lorelai, I mean. Um, I don't feel like the fight was nearly as pronounced as Trix made it out to be. But we know that she hates scandal. And I'm sure it was, like, embarrassing to her that this was happening at her table in public. But, like, they weren't yelling at each other. Mm -mm. I guess you could say Lorelai was a little dramatic in the phone thing. Yeah. But other than that, like, I feel like if you weren't at that table, you just wouldn't have noticed it. Yeah. I'm sure the busybodies would have. Yeah, maybe the the people who go to high tea. They weren't, like, crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, Emily, again, is being very mean um, and petty and manipulative, whatever. All the things that Lorelai tells her that she's being. But I also, I'm going to point out, Emily loves Rory, right? Yes. Rory should be coming first to Emily now, too. Mm-hmm. Like She should be realizing, oh, this is a big opportunity for Rory. More so than, but, you know, she, I understand where she's coming from, but she's coming at it wrong. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like, Emily starts it. Lorelai continues it, and in the end, like, mm-hmm. both of these women who should have Rory's best intentions, like, let their own personal drama keep this mm-hmm. from Rory. And it would have been interesting to see if this had gone through, how that would have changed the course of Rory's life, you know? Yeah. Having access to that money, having the opportunities that money affords, but nope. The, the <laughs> Emily and Lorelai are squabbling at the table i wouldn't even say they were like you know they weren't like you said they weren't shouting or anything and Trix comes back from the bathroom like we're done <laughs> you don't get the money yeah. emily's face is just oh shit oh shit oh shit mm-hmm. i may have effed up here yeah yeah i think as soon as that money is off the table emily like comes back to earth yeah it's like yeah oh shh like you said, oh shit. Yeah. Well, and Trix messed it up. Trix is like, I think, a unkind, cruel to Lorelai, saying that she's worried about the maturity of the people handling the money. And Lorelai says, mm-hmm. no, I would help her. You know, it would be okay. And she's like, you're the one I'm worried about. Like, yeah. Un- unnecessary. That was just like a very yeah. mean dig. That's what Trix does, though. Like, she goes th- she goes for the throat. Mm hmm. If she's going to attack, she goes for the throat. Yeah. So at one point, Lorelai demands an apology. Emily refuses to give the apology. And then Emily does apologize. And it's it's, a sh- it's not a great apology at all. Well, and then Emily essentially gets what she wants 
and yeah. the money's not happening. And then she apologizes. Then she realizes, like, right. oh, I I have done something kind of not cool. Yeah. But Lorelai is not upset. No. She's happy with the turn of events. Or not if if accepting. Yeah. I mean, either way. She's not thinking, like, oh, hey, I just lost my daughter in a big opportunity. It's okay, the drama has passed. Yeah, but, like, either way, she knows Rory's going to get that money eventually, right? It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like this money is... Is she? I think so, right? I thought the, I thought the money was just off the table. I thought that the offer to do the money early was off the table. I assumed that... And that she was so good at 25? Yeah, that's what I had thought. Because I, I don't think yeah, that I Chris is going to hold this against Rory. Happens. Yeah. She just doesn't want Lorelai yeah, to have I mean, access it's a to good it. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? What do our listeners think? Is yeah. it trust fund off the table, or is it just pushed back to 25? And we have our teenagers who are yeah. Yeah, still children. back at school. Gosh. And Paris is so happy. She's so happy. She it's so she's sweet. So happy. And Tristan was, kissed her. Right? It sounds like a great yeah. date. It sounds like Tristan was a stand-up guy. Like... And I even, I, yeah, I think it's, obviously it sucks that Tristan is not interested in pursuing a relationship, but I think he's very kind about it. Yeah. Are you too? I've been cruel. I'm, I'm a little thrown off on the fact that he does kiss her at the end of the date. Yeah. I feel like if he was truly set on it being just a friend's thing at that point, he shouldn't have kissed her because that's kind of just leading her on to believing more into his feelings than what he has. But it also could have just been he was still trying to figure out what he had. You yeah. Know, what those feelings were. Well, also, and I mean, just kind used of the to kissing at the end of the date. I, I would see that, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm assuming Tristan is a guy who goes on a lot of dates. Maybe that's just what he does, you know? Like, mm-hmm. hey, I had fun. Kiss. See you later. And that's just, like, what he does. For Paris, yeah. Well, they even mentioned him that he's experienced, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That he's definitely more experienced than Paris Oh, is. Yeah. I mean, Which, based on what we know about summer. Mm, well, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Allusions to summer. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Tristan was Paris's first kiss. Well, they. He is. Yeah. Also, I think some kind of high school party or something. Doesn't Paris tell Rory this at one point? That they had kissed when they were, like, young? Her. Yeah. Oh, right, right. No, you're right. But this would be I like meant just like this would her be her first Christmas. real kiss. Yes. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. With the boy she like really likes, and it's like kind of the right timing. Mm-hmm. And he, mm-hmm. I mean, I I appreciate that Tristan lets her know like right away, like the day after the day, yeah. that he doesn't see it. Obviously, yes. it sucks. Like this sucks so much yes. to like somebody, to think something is happening, and to have them let you down. Well, especially because Paris channeled Dean and called him five times. Yes. Yeah. Like the message five times. And I honestly, uh, I wonder if those messages are what made Tristan change off. his mind. Yeah. yeah. But he's still, I think, kind about those. He doesn't like, he, he doesn't seem nasty, but he's not like, oh yeah, like I I got, the, you know, he's just like, oh, I like Tristan in this episode. was cute. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. Paris pulls a Paris. <laughs> it's it like brings me Tristan back tells to it, tells Paris. It brings me back to the the dance, right? Dance Where, like, episode. Yes. Immediately, Paris is like, "Oh no, she's her own worst enemy." I'm gonna flip yes. out about this. 
And this is a horrible fight. Yeah. It's awful. It's, I mean, like we kind of already discussed, it is, Rory was maybe out of place to even suggest this, but at the same time, she was doing it with the best intentions. Um, and when Paris finally storms off, there is that brief moment that I liked from Madeline and Louise where they just look at Rory and they go out. And as they go out, you see Louise say something like, what's going on? Or are you okay? Like, it's just like a girl's going to help their friend situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Rory goes straight to Tristan and is like, what is wrong with you? By the way, the entire time Paris was yelling at Rory, Tristan's face in the background is hilarious. Like, he has an open mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> Face on. It's so funny. Which, I mean, all of these people know Paris at this point. Nobody should be shocked. No. Nobody should be shocked that Paris is having a meltdown. It was so funny. He's just like, oh my god, what is happening? But doesn't that just feel like how it is with, like, teenage boys? Where, like, the teenage boys just kind of, like, existed and girls were like, there's everything going on. And the boys are like, oh. There is? Huh. Okay. Yeah. You know, like when dances would come up and the girls are like, okay, we're doing a prom planning meeting and here's everybody's colors. Are you doing long? Are you doing short? Are you doing a corsage? Are you doing boutonniere? And like the boys were like, what color is your dress? Do you want me to match? Like, well, and you know, they're only asking that because the boy's mom is asking, what color is her dress? What color is her dress? Do we need to get a flower? So Rory goes to Tristan and is like, hey, WTF, you should, probably shouldn't have told Paris that. And he's just straight up. He's like, it's not fair for me to continue to dating Paris when I like someone else. And Rory's like, oh, you're still into summer, oh, huh? Oh, Rory. <laughs> you sweet, sweet naive, naive summer child. <laughs> is that a look of realization when, um, at the end? From... I think like, so. From Rory. I mean, maybe. I think Tristan I plays think it, it off. I think it like it was. Mm-hmm. I think he plays it off, but I think this is the first time Rory, like, realizes and accepts that Tristan likes her and is not just manipulating or doing boy games or anything like that. That, like, he genuinely likes her. I think this is the first time that she really is like, oh, no, you're serious. Okay. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Well, Paris and and Rory, three steps forward, 15 steps back. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of how it is to be friends with Paris, though. We'll see that. Like, you could be doing really great, and then one little thing sets her off, and you have to work your way back up. But, I mean, for as, like, as crazy as things get in this episode, our Gilmore girls seem pretty fine at the end. Yep. <laughs> Rory is like horrified because uh, she may have lost her mom, her miniskirt, and Lorelai's like, yeah, but I almost, I lost yeah. you half a million dollars, so. <sighs> equal, equal. And Rory just plays that off too. Of, yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Honestly, Continue the miniskirt on. is probably the worst, the worst transgression <laughs> there. Oh, man. I, um, I really like this episode. Yeah. I think for me, like, like how the characters act, yeah. but the episode itself was really good. This stands out for me as, like, 
a Tristan episode, and I I love mm-hmm. I love Tristan at this point. At this point, y'all know I hated him when he was being a nasty predator, but now we like him. <laughs> this always stood out to me as a big Paris Rory mm-hmm. episode because, like, yeah. you really start to see that friendship blossom and grow. You know, never mind how the episode ends. Yeah, but we're making progress. Yeah. So, with that in mind, who do we think is the town's person of the week? Jess's face tells me she knows hers already. I do. Y'all, you guys, you ready for this? Right. You prepared? Yeah. I think Tristan. I think. I agree. Right? He, like, he tried hard in this episode. And there was moments where he, like, tried to be like, oh, what are you talking about? And then he was like, okay, yeah, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, we do need to talk about this. And also, like, he was really nice to Paris until things went sour. It was, it was. Well, cute. and even then, he wasn't yeah. mean. No, even when things go sour, he just kind of like sits there and blank stares. Yeah, but I mean, like, even even him letting her down, it's like, oh yeah, you know, we could totally do it again, like as friends. Like he's still trying to mm-hmm. keep a friendship with her. He's trying to let her yeah. down easy, but I think I mean it's a big swing from where we came with Tristan to now. Emily, do you have anything? I, my only thought might have been Suki just for keeping Lorelai level, but I feel like she does that a lot, so it's not necessarily out of character. But also, I'm not, I'm not really set on having a character be Town's Person of the Week when they really only have one scene. Yeah. Also, yeah. if we gave it, because I guess it's just, you don't we have enough time Gary, with them. The valet. Yeah. Well, point. we were yeah. young. You know, <laughs> we were young then. If we gave uh, Chad's Person of the Week to Suki every time that she's just great, or like Suki and Jackson, there's no point. It'd be every episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, was was Melissa in this one? Okay, we know. <laughs> she gets it. Yeah, so I will agree with Tristan. I, I think this is a really great episode for him. He is very mature in how he deals with the whole Paris situation, um, asking her out, and with how he deals with Rory, mm-hmm. too, you know, post-kiss and everything. So I'll agree with Yay, that. Yay, congrats, Tristan. So Tristan did great. His first, possibly only time he's going to win Town's Person of the Week. Honorary. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> honorary. Yeah, honorary Town's Person of the Week. We got to enjoy him while he lasts, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, actually, that is a great transition into reference of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because reference of the week is actually Dawson's Creek. <laughs> so um, at one point, Louise, Madeline, and Rory are talking, and Louise says something. Um, here, let me find the exact quote. Louise says, those who simply wait for information to find them spend a lot of time sitting by the phone... Those who go out and find it themselves have something to say when it rings. And Rory's like, Nietzsche? 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 I think it's like Nietzsche. Work? Yeah. Nietzsche, right? Um, and Louise corrects her and says, Dawson. Dawson would say that now, stuff. I didn't even watch all of Dawson's Creek, and I know he was saying stuff like that. <laughs> Dawson Leary is one of the worst male characters that's ever been written. <laughs> On any show ever. <laughs> However, it is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's got it's got like great vibes. Okay, so Dawson's Creek 
was a show that ran from 1998 to 2003. So it's roughly about halfway through at this point in the Gilmore world. And it was a cultural phenomenon. It was a huge Mm -hmm. show. It was. And it was like, are you team Dawson? Are you team Pacey? Um, Pacey for life, by the way. I, yeah, I didn't even watch Again, everything, and I know Pacey Dawson's is the, the worst. Yeah. I never watched it, so I don't know one way or the other. Okay, but... so our next podcast <laughs> is going to be a Dawson's Creek podcast. But it also introduced us to, like, Katie Holmes, right? The later yes. Mrs. Yes. Tom Cruise. And Joshua Jackson and Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible actors. You know, it was their first roles for most of them. And, um... It's a, it's a little bit of a controversial show in that it was more mature than um, the average teen show. They were very upfront about sex. They were very, like, sex was always on their mind. Whereas Gilmore Girls, it's mentioned every so often, every episode of Dawson's Creek had a sexual reference mm-hmm. in it. But not in a explicit way, more of a, we are teenagers and we are very, very curious mm-hmm about it hormones going wild exactly uh they were known to talk more seriously than any teenager in any show or in real life uh very verbose and very uh let me talk like a 30 year old man when i'm actually 15 it's fine (laughs) and uh you know dawson's creek like i said it's one of my favorite shows it was it had its moments where it was bad uh pacey is in in a relationship with a teacher yeah. at one point that it, it was real icky at the time. Still icky. Always um, icky. It, it's still icky, but it wasn't treated as icky mm-hmm. rather at the time. Um, that being said, it was about four friends navigating high school and then college and their life and love. I highly recommend it. Um, don't watch it with your parents <laughs> <laughs> unless you have a good relationship <laughs> with their with them um but yeah dawson would definitely say something like those who simply wait for information to find them spend a lot of time sitting by the phone he was a little bit pretentious a little bit (laughs) a lot of that line alone (laughs) um i'm not quite sure if this was an actual quote quote to be honest yeah but it would seem like something that he would say i mean it's definitely something i've heard before Mm mm-hmm um so yeah that was dawson's creek um it's on netflix go watch it and you know what i bet dawson does a lot of not read (laughs) i was gonna say he seems like the type to like you know have a really cool no he was a he was a movie guy Mm -hmm. so all he would do what he was a director um everything was spielberg at the time Uh, however did anyone read joey would have read okay katie holmes Books. Transitions. <laughs> Book transitions. Reading books with Emily. So for this week's book, we don't necessarily have any reading going on in this episode. Uh, tricks and then, of course, the Paris Tristan Day are so such large themes in this episode that we don't necessarily ever get a chance to see Rory reading. Um, so what I am going with is actually Hamlet. Trix mentions neither neither a borrower nor a lender be. Yes, 
neither a borrower nor a lender be. And that line is actually from Hamlet. I have put Hamilton (laughs) over Hamlet so many times today. In case y'all are wondering what's playing on my iPod right now. God, how old am I? I said iPod. Um, (laughs) Hamlet by William Shakespeare. It was written sometime between 1599 and 1601. Not for sure which, um, but it is a tragedy. It is actually one of Shakespeare's, or it is Shakespeare's longest play at nearly 30,000 words. In case you ever have a free eight months to read. (laughs) Um, But the play depicts Prince Hamlet and his revenge against his uncle who murdered his father in order to seize the throne and marry Hamlet's mother. So the summary of it is essentially the ghost of the king of Denmark tells his son Hamlet to avenge his murder by killing the new king, Hamlet's uncle. So, you know, the ghost's brother. Mm. Hamlet feigns madness, contemplates life and death, and seeks revenge. His uncle, fearing for his life, also devises plots to kill Hamlet. And the play ends with a duel during which the king, queen, Hamlet's opponent, and Hamlet himself are all killed. So, you ever watch that movie? It's like, oh, it's a great movie until the end where everyone dies. This is where that inspiration comes from. Right here. (laughs) I always knew Hamlet the most of like, okay, that's the guy that goes crazy, right? Like, that was really the big thing that I took out of it. Alas, poor Yorick, right? Talking to the skull. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. That's that moment. We all like held up our hands like alas for yours. <laughs> <laughs> Must talk um, to the skull. But yeah, Hamlet. But yeah, so that was this week, not necessarily a Rory book, but I one hundred percent believe that Rory reads or has already read Hamlet. Oh yeah. Well she probably now. had to for Medina. Yep. Yeah. There is a whole William Shakespeare section. But yeah, so after books we have some not so Hamlet-esque fashion <laughs> from Jess. We're killing your transitions today. I really had to fight to not say Hamilton. Welcome to Jess's Fashion Corner. Okay, there was a ton of fashion in this episode. Um, and I'm going to go through it as quickly as I can. So, we begin the episode with a Friday night dinner where all three of our ladies have nothing to talk about. Um, I don't have a ton to talk about on their outfits. Emily is wearing a green and white skirt suit with gold buttons, which is kind of like fun color block. Uh, Rory wears an embellished cardigan that's kind of cream with a red floral, and Lorelai wears a a loose striped blouse with a dark skirt. And we get a lot of Rory, or not Rory, we get a lot of Lorelai and Emily's outfits as they are downstairs going through the basement. When we get to the inn, I'm gonna tell you guys in advance, my worst dressed moment happens. Lorelai is wearing this red, brown, gray, white, geometric, tribal print, very tight turtleneck under a black cardigan. It's just, it's like, it feels super casual. The whole outfit feels casual. I just, I don't like it. It's not, it's not a cute look to me. Um, Casual Saturday. That is not my least, like, she is my uh, worst dress, mm-hmm. 
but for a different outfit. Oh, so I'm curious to, to find out about um, it, what you think about it. And Emily on the phone uh, during the end scene is wearing a white paisley shirt, just like a button down shirt, which honestly felt kind of casual for Emily. I know it wasn't, but it felt kind of casual. Felt very reminiscent of like early Emily. Yes. First, second yeah. episode. Yeah. I love I love Paisley. I think Paisley is fun. It was just like Emily has Paisley. Like it just didn't fit. <laughs> um, our second Friday night dinner, I have my best dressed at this one. Like right off the bat, I love Lorelai in that black shirt dress. It's got like a little tie belt. It's super chic. I it's also my item. I want to steal. I just think it looks great on her. Rory is wearing a short sleeve black button up dress with white flowers on it. Again, they do look like they're kind of going to, like, a funeral. Everybody's wearing black. Emily has a black set, like a sweater skirt set that has a gold sequined accent down the front of it. I thought it was actually very pretty. Um, but again, very dark colors. And as, as already discussed, Trix is wearing a high-necked black blouse with a black sparkly open-knit cardigan over it. A very large kind of heart or like bean-shaped brooch at her neck, very tight to her neck. And then she has her red-pink nail polish. So she's all over the place. I genuinely think she looks like she could be sitting in a rocking chair at Disney's Haunted Mansion. And she could be like a ghost that you pass. And like when you go past the glass, she disappears. It's the- Her nails are actually being painted with right, like it's, it's like... <laughs> It's comical. She she feels like a caricature with all these other people who are dressed normally. She just feels like, how can we make her look ridiculous? That's how I feel. Going to Chilton for our, I guess this would be the Saturday um, study party. We have Louise in pink and black, Madeline in blue with ruffles. Um, talking about Shakespeare, get a little ruffle moment. Tristan is wearing a red and blue checked button-up shirt over a white t-shirt. It's the most casual we've seen him yet, because I think even at the party he was dressed up, and at the dance he was semi-dressed up. Uh, Paris is in her tan leather jacket with plaid pants. I know that we kind of got down on, on Paris about her tan outfit. I think that this tan jacket was kind of chic. I think the, the cut of it was really nice, and it felt to me like something that in 2021, a celebrity could wear on the red carpet with like chic black trousers and just like a, like a bralette and then wear it open, you know? So like, it's like a, a no shirt, big jacket kind of statement. I thought it was pretty. Uh, Rory is in a black and blue sweater with her kind of greenish pants. We have so many dinners in this episode. That night at dinner... When Lorelai is, like, scrambling to get ready for the dinner, she wears, uh, I couldn't tell if it was a dress or, like, a camisole and skirt, but she wears black on black with another sparkly black cardigan over the top, kind of copying Trix's outfit from the night before. And she does start off in some really cute red peep-toe slingback heels, and then she changes into black. Uh, and we see Rory is in the same outfit she was during the Saturday study portion because she's just going to keep studying. Paris's date outfit is, as we already discussed, it's pretty cute. She obviously comes over in her clothes from that day, and Rory sends her out the door in a long sleeve, pink abstract, like pink and black kind of 
top with a deep V and a black mini skirt over some black tights. And I think it was cute. Um, it was definitely like very 2000s, but it's a fun little date outfit, especially for a first date with somebody that you know, you're not trying to get too dressed up and you don't want to look too sexy. It just, I liked it. It fit, it fit what they needed. I, I 100% wore essentially yeah. that outfit. Like, I don't think I had that yeah. same pink top, but like black skirt with the tights, with the, some kind of mm-hmm. print over a cami, like that, that was peak. Well, and like high school years that for me. shirt is one of those shirts where i look at it and i know exactly what that fabric feels like you know it's like that yes, stretchy I feel it right like now it's kind of always cool like i just uh mm-hmm. like cool to the touch like cool temperature wise yeah it's too thin to retain heat yeah uh so at the dinner where it's they're eating the english rabbit emily is wearing a moss green kind of set which I actually really I liked. liked it. Yeah, it was really chic. Mm-hmm. It was very mm-hmm. clean. Um, it's one of probably my favorite looks we've seen on her. Because sometimes she gets really dressed up and has lots of layers. And this just felt simple. She's doing a nice dinner in her home. Trix continues to look like like a horror movie prop in a white high-necked blouse with a brooch under a black blazer. And I think she has like a long black skirt on. She just, she looks like a ghost. She looks like a Victorian ghost who is haunting the Gilmore house for the weekend. Uh, anyway, we get a little breath of life with Suki in our next scene uh, in the market. Her hair again is great. Whatever coloring they've done on her hair looks so fun with the red and the blonde highlights. It just pops. It's beautiful. She has got mm-hmm. a pink and red kind of funky print top. She loves funky prints. We'll see them on her. We've seen plenty of them and we'll continue to see them. Uh, Suki also has a fuzzy red scarf and her long gray cardigan with that giant collar. I think I've called her out on that cardigan before because that collar is like obscene. Um, it's fine. I think this might be a different one. I thought the first one was like a navy color. I think, or at least, I don't think. I it was think gray, this is the one that she wore when she went to see the critic, or maybe that's a different one. Maybe that one had a hood. Maybe. Apparently, she has a couple of kind of oversized, uh, yeah, similar cardigans. Yeah, Lorelai's outfit. I think this might be Sandra's. So uh, this is my uh, worst. So <laughs> I need to raise my hand and agree with Sandra. Lorelai is wearing. What I have called a beachy Hawaiian print kind of vibe button down under a denim blazer with, I, I went back and forth, either there's some kind of like light blue khaki or a very light denim. Um, it, it's a, it's a weird look. It's a bad look. I'm not a fan of. These two particular blues don't look great together yeah. in general. And then the print on that shirt, I don't know what is going on there. But yeah, I'll agree with Sandra. This would be my worst dressed look of the I just I hate that turtleneck from the beginning so much. I can't see past <laughs> it, but I can accept it. When I really looked at what she was wearing in this scene, I was like, how does Lorelai own these things? And why is she wearing them? Genuinely, this shirt looked like if you've ever seen like a men's Hawaiian shirt that has like a turtle, like a sea turtle on it, it it was that exact color pattern. Like it even felt like it had the turtle's yeah. little flappy arm wing. Oh, well, the it. turtle was on her back. Yeah. 
Uh, and it doesn't make sense timeline wise, right? Because she had to go and change. Like, yeah, already late. Yeah, for tea. Why not just wear the? Dr- I don't know. It was just bad luck. For me. The the jacket and the pants I can see being in Laura's oh, yeah. closet. I don't understand the thought to wear them together. Mm-hmm. No, but individually I like them. It just that shirt that is shirt. a weird one. Or well, putting them together plus the shirt. It has to be like yeah. It it must have been something that the the costumers got from like a designer or something. Like maybe there was a designer if we went back and looked at that time and like oh they were known for that. Either way, not a cute look. Back at Chilton, we have Paris post date post date glow in a turtleneck that is red and tan with a red cardigan over it. I don't think we saw these clothes in her pile of clothing. By the way. We didn't, but she brought, brought everything, everything. <laughs> uh, with tan pants, and we have Tristan in a blue polo. I kind of ignored what everybody else was wearing. I just looked at Tristan. Sorry. Uh, Rory is wearing a pink and green sweater over a pink shirt with a headband. And the pink and green striped sweater, it kind of gave me that, like, I would call them like a Baja sweater where it's like the striped one and I'm going to be really, uh, I'm going to date myself here. But like in high school, it was like all the rich kids who went to Mexico with their families over spring break and they got this really cool sweatshirt and they all came back wearing their like, those like nubby knit like sweaters. It, It gave me that vibe. It didn't have a hood, but that was the look. Maybe I'm dating myself and not remembering that. <laughs> I, I also felt like it was very, like, stoner vibes at the time. Okay. Uh, right? Okay, yeah. I, yep. Okay. I know what shirts you're thinking about, yeah. At tea, at high tea, we have Lorelai in another black dress with, like, a white polka dot print, which I thought was really cute. It's another kind of black. It's apparently the color you wear when your grandmother comes into town. And she has a green cardigan. When you first see her, it looks like it's maybe a a black cardigan. But it is, in fact, a green cardigan. And so we have Trix in a black high-neck blouse. Again, shocker. And she is wearing this embroidered jacket that's one of my favorite items from the episode. And it's got this white leaf print and then thistle flowers. I think they're pink. And it's just like a very bold embroidered moment. And I I love embroidered clothing. But it just, it felt like kind of weird on tricks that she would wear this to high tea. Mm -hmm. I love the item, but it doesn't fit the vibe. Maybe she only wears colors to fancy events. Maybe. And dinner at her son's house is not fancy enough to justify colors. (laughs) Um, And I know that, oh, Emily, my last person of the episode is wearing you won't believe it black she's wearing a black and white kind of suit set with a skirt and it's yet another black item of clothing not a lot of color in the gilmore's outside of lorelei's work choices (laughs) yeah and that was fashion did i miss anything you guys really liked or disliked um no nothing not that i can think of I would say my my item to steal would have been Rory's dress at Friday night dinner with yeah. Trix. The black with the white floral. I have a very similar mm-hmm. dress. 
Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's mine's just polka dots. Oh, hey, it's right here in the closet. Oh, it? Cute. There. It's a very similar mm-hmm. fit, you know, buttoned down, very reminiscent of like 90s, I feel like, but I, it looks, it looks great <laughs> on me and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that for as little color as there was, everybody looked pretty good most of the time. All right, it's time for Stars Hollow Speaks. I feel like once again, we've been getting a lot of really great responses from you guys. Um, Before we recorded uh, this week, we put out a, as we do on Instagram, kind of like an all call asking for your thoughts on the episode. And we did get a response from Kendra. And Kendra said, um... I just hate how Richard lets it happen. And this is about uh, Trix being rude to Emily. I don't think he's the type of man who would let someone, even his mom, be so cruel to his wife. And I think we've discussed that a lot today, but it just, it is. It's really out of character. It's a weird moment. Um, Yeah, just strange. So thank you, Kendra. Yep. And Gabriella also responded um, saying, Grand Lorelai goes out of her way to make Emily miserable, and I hate to see her suffer, but at the same time for her adoration for Richard and his for Trix is cute. I don't understand how such opposite feelings come from this one woman. So, mm-hmm. I think I kind of disagree with the Richard is cute for Trix. I think that, you know, as we've mentioned, I think Richard should be standing up for Emily. However, I didn't think that it was cool to see Emily miserable like I didn't like that aspect Lorelai was all about Mm. it but I actually just kind of thought it was like it made me sad it's over the Mm. top yeah I will agree with her and that her adoration or that Richard's Richard's adoration for Trix is very cute but then it go it comes in at the detriment of Emily Mm -hmm. and I don't like that yeah like if Trix had been nice or even just not as mean to Emily I think I think the whole thing could have been much better done I think Richard's love of his mother would have been much more understanding and much cuter but to do it at Emily's extreme expense was a little harsh it was a lot harsh it was not a little harsh yeah and then finally we did get a couple reviews on Apple Podcasts Um, so thank you so much for those reviews and for the five-star ratings. It, again, truly, like Jess said last time, truly helps us. Um, we are mostly word of mouth, or if we're lucky enough for our podcast to pop up, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, but those reviews and those ratings do absolutely help. As some of you might have noticed, we do post on Reddit most weeks when we have an episode come out live, some kind of discussion piece, but I did stumble across one of our reviewers on there on last week's post, um, Gemini Child, and on the post in Reddit, she put, oh my god, it's you, which (laughs) I love, by the way. Um, (laughs) It says, I just left a review yesterday saying how Town Meeting is a top-tier Gilmore Girls podcast. It's a great pod. I truly love listening to you guys, or to you three. So thank you, Gemini Child, um, Mm -hmm. for the review and the post on Reddit. Again, we we love seeing these things, getting those things. It really makes our day and our week. Yep. And I I was screenshotting all of these. (laughs) Like, yay, somebody likes us. (laughs) So thank you to everybody who reached out, who rated, who commented, who, you know, looks us up on Reddit. We love interacting with you guys, and it's been really fun to see uh, we've actually, as of this week, we've had over 4,000 listens to our podcast, 
which is huge. Um, it just continued yeah. to grow, and we're so grateful. So if this is your first time listening to us, hey, and if you've listened to us all the way, a bigger hey. Either way, we're just really excited to have you here. <laughs> uh, so after Stars Hollow Speaks, we talk about coffee. So I'm going to uh, tell you guys, one Gilmore girl drank three cups of coffee and one Gilmore girl drank one cup of coffee. And it's unlike any other week because the one who drank more was Rory. Yeah. Well, she was carrying a lot yeah. of coffee around this episode. Yes. Every single time she had to deal with this group, she had to have coffee. Um, and, I don't blame her. Yeah. Lorelai, the only time Lorelai drinks is at the very end when she brings a cup for both her and Rory. Mm -hmm. That's it. Huh. No? Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't have one, like, at the farmer's market with yeah. Suki. Well, there's no Luke's this episode, so yeah. usually Luke is the place where the coffee's at, and uh, Luke Days is nowhere to be found. Apparently. Luke is with Rachel. Yes. Right? He's Ooh, busy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, he might be busy. I mean, but like, <laughs> does that speak to why Lorelai does not go to Luke's this episode? She doesn't want to see it. Yeah, maybe doesn't she's realize she doesn't want to see it, but is sub subconsciously mm -hmm. avoiding. Interesting. We didn't talk about it, but I, I kind of think yeah, so. Yeah, the timing. Mm hmm. But yeah, that's all I have for coffee. Thank you guys so much for listening. Lorelai. Yeah. Thank you. As always, this is Emily. And I'm Sandra. And I'm Jess. And we will see you in the next episode. Hey, everyone. Connect with us on social media. We are on Twitter and on Instagram at townmeetingpod. That is P-O-D at the end. Or you can email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. Please feel free to message us, even if it's a small listing. We love getting all of your responses. And truly, thank you for all the support and love you've given us so far.